All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Disney Co. in the Know podcast episode 10. It, uh, we are already at 10. Uh, feeling good. And uh, tonight I am joined by Disney Co. in the Know contributor Jacob. Hi. And contributor Hannah. Hey, y'all. And contributor Elizabeth. Hello. And before we get started tonight, I um, want to say that Disney Co. in the Know podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts to help plan your perfect family vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. Visit us at www.407vacations.com. And check out Disney Co. in the Nose Harry Potter show, where the team discusses everything Harry Potter, from books and movies to Universal Orlando and Warner Brothers Studio. Currently, the team is taking a chapter-by-chapter analysis of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, analyzing plot points, characters, and ties to movies and theme parks. Check out Disney Co. in the Know on YouTube to see more. All right, guys. Well, I'm excited about tonight's show. We're going to talk about Disney and Universal news and then talk about the attractions and restaurants coming up in 2021 that we are most excited for. So we have a good show for you tonight, um, and I look forward to, to getting us started. So, uh, Hannah, why don't you get us going with the news stories this week, um, and we'll uh, go around the table. Yeah, absolutely. So there's been a task force meeting every day um, in Florida led by the governor, to discuss kind of their plan for reopening amidst COVID-19. And the discussion in today's task force was the reopening of Disney World. Um, The exact details of their conversation today have not been released, but we know the general things they were talking about were a timetable for reopening, how to do a reopening gradually to prevent an increase in outbreaks, and then the structure of the reopening. So they kind of have we're planning on talking about starting maybe with Florida residents and then anyone who lives nationally and then international. So doing some sort of structure and a gradual reopening. Um, they've announced that those people who are still on the premises of the parks are following guidelines for sanitizing temperatures, masks, and things like that. Um, and the article discussed um, the national plan uh, that the president has put out in the three phases and how Disney may possibly fit into that plan as far as opening. So um, that plan kind of says that opening can begin on May 1st, which is the end of uh, Florida's stay at home order. Um, However, that phase one of that plan, Disney does not fit into. Um, Those phases each take two weeks. So the earliest possible opening could be May 14th, uh, but that is not guaranteed at all. They have not released a date at this point in which they plan to reopen. However, some sources and professionals speculate that there may not be an opening until January 1st of 2021. So at this point, it's all over the place, still up in the air, but we know that today they talked about it and I'm really eager to hear the results. So, yeah. Mm. Very good. So uh, there have been a lot of articles and uh, speculation about when Disney parks and Universal parks are going to open. And I I had seen one article that suggested that Disney probably will not open up to full operations until at least 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, Hannah, did you see that article or or know the details of that? Yeah. Yeah. I did see that article. Um, I, they just said that that's the, the potential rumor would be that full opening would not be until 2021 due to safety. Um, I, some of the articles even seemed like they thought that, 
no opening might happen until 2021, which I absolutely do not think is the case. I think Disney is going to want to open um, as soon as they possibly can to provide that experience for their park goers and their very committed guests. And I know that when they do open, they're going to follow those safety precautions of distancing and sanitizing and possibly wearing masks in the park. Um, and I think that following those steps, they will definitely be able to open before 2021. Yeah, I just I just don't see it where Disney remains closed until 2021. Um, mm -mm. I mean, Disney has put out the free dining offer for guests who have had to cancel their vacation due to COVID. And as long yeah. as their eligible guests are able to rebook their vacation June 1st through September 30th um, on the free dining plan. And we've, uh, for seven and beyond vacations, we've rebooked several vacations, uh, you know, saved thousands of dollars. And I just don't think that all of that is going away. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to open because they, they have that deal or, or anything like that, but um, I, I just don't see a company like Disney being able to or, you know, not finding a way to open before 2021. That just, yeah. um, you know, we, we have no knowledge of when they're going to open. They haven't told travel agents um, any dates to look out for. But I will say that we still have guests with reservations this summer, um, and they're mm -hmm. they're not being canceled by Disney. So, um, you know, Disney's playing it ear, you know, playing it by the ear, uh, pretty much day by day. It seems like, and um, you know, I I just find it so hard to believe it's 2021. And so maybe this phased opening um, as the um, task force, you know, ha has been using or, or looking to implement um, would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and part of phase two of that reopening um, is kind of reopening a lot of the domestic travel. And so I think that once domestic travel opens up, Disney's going to be pretty soon to hop on board and get those vacations up and running again. Yeah. Anything else on, on this news story, guys? No, but um, you made the point, Bruce, of the um, offer with the free dining. And then I know a few episodes ago, we had talked about the release dates for the Christmas party. So it seems kind of, you know, crazy that they wouldn't be opening this year if they're releasing that information. So yeah. it should be interesting. And even, even you know, to your point, and, and maybe it's contra to mine a little bit, you know, they would still release these dates even right. in the unknown just because in the, in the case that things go back to normal quicker than anticipated. So mm -hmm. um, again, the, 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 the free dining or the offers and the, and the party dates and stuff like that, that's probably just – Let's keep the status quo for the future and play this thing out week by week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but um, I know mm -hmm. that we're looking forward to the parks reopening. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, just want them to, to open under safe circumstances um, mm -hmm. because it'd be terrible to rush back and then people get sick by going into the parks. So, absolutely. Um, I, I would fully anticipate that there'd be there will be some mask wearing and potential temperature taking and um, tape on the ground about how close you can stand to other people when the parks open in, in these phases. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Anything else? That's all I had. All right. Thanks, Hannah. Jake, what do you have for us this week? All right. Well, uh, we know everyone wants to get back to the parks really bad, but I don't recommend doing it this way. On Disneyland, the guy uh, jumped a fence and uh, made his way in. Uh, he was eventually caught by the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Uh, 
and it's unknown what his motives were. Police suspect he was trying to steal items or something, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he just couldn't bear uh, being away from, <laughs> from Disneyland so long. Oh I mean, my goodness. That, I mean, that not only takes some guts, but that is takes some stupidity to, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to break into a theme park when it's closed. I mean, people are like keeping their distance at the grocery store. Um, and like to like, to even think about why I'm going into a, an empty theme park. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's just flabbergasting, but it, it would be interesting, I guess, to be in uh, California adventure, Disneyland, any park in Disney world by mm-hmm. yourself. That would be yeah. an interesting experience. Yeah. And you know, of all the parks, um, in the United States, uh, world and Disneyland, Disneyland is the one that is really in like a city, like you walk by and there's Disneyland. So I feel like if anything, this is probably the park that you could probably break into the most easiest, I guess. Um, but it's just kind of funny that someone was doing that (laughs) and they got back pretty far into the park. I mean, like, that's a ways back. So for them to not be caught, um, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> and as far as I know, I, I felt like there's still security and there's still some yeah. essential poison in the park. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can only imagine being an employee in the park going, wait, who, who is this guy? Like, yeah. he, he's not one of, he's like not part of the crew. Right. Uh, so, um, I wonder yeah. how far he could, you know, because the Disney parks are so big. Mm-hmm. how long it would take an employee to like fully recognize someone else is not another employee. Right. Yeah. You know, when they're, you may not see many other people besides the direct people you work with. So you pass somebody and you don't recognize them. It might not register right away that like that yeah. person's not supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. And like, I wonder to Jake's point about what his intentions were like, nothing's operational. There's no food no. or rides. You're just like, walking around like yeah unless unless he's hoping there's some merchandise or something (laughs) in stock that like is left over i don't know or some kind of mechanical equipment who knows yeah quarantine really got to him he needed a nice arcs to reset and and Mm. maybe to hannah's point uh that we're probably assuming from from the news articles that we've seen that um, everything was, uh, that this individual was stable. So, you know, if he's not, I hope he is able to get the help that he needs. Um, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't make fun of that situation, but, no. um, just the news story about someone breaking into Disneyland was absurd this week. So I have heard of a lot of people driving around, um, like at Disney world, like residents of Orlando going onto the property and and just driving around and looking at the entrances. Um, and so when I heard this story happen, I, like I said, I was surprised, like it would be very easy. I feel Disneyland to get into, but then I feel like people might start doing that of residents of Walt Disney world. They're just driving around and Hey, let me see if I can actually get into <laughs> the park, you know, you get a little dangerous. Yeah. We certainly don't so. promote that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But all right, guys, anything else on, uh, on this new story? Mm-mm. All right. Very good. Let's move on over to Elizabeth. What do you have for us this week? Okay. So, um, 
Shanghai Disneyland um, has started doing some reopening measures, which like Hannah noted of all the measures that um, the United States is taking, it's been exciting to kind of see um, what Shanghai has been doing. Um, of course, they are in China and this is where the coronavirus um, was first developed and was first noted. So for them to kind of start opening, they had closed back at the end of January um, the park had, and they had on March 9th started opening like a downtown Disney atmosphere. They had opened up a few other Disney things, um, enrolling social distancing, but the park itself had not opened. Um, but there has been reports of them running parades, running firework shows, prepping. So that's getting people excited that, um, you know, the park will be opening soon. And they have put up measures of tape on the ground for the six feet of social distancing. They've also put up barricades, it looks like for queuing, um, to make sure that people are, you know, standing um, that six feet, but then also being separated by a barricade. Um, so it looks like they have some measures um, starting, um, which, you know, um, as someone who's been following the news a lot with this, that seems very promising. Um, with the um, COVID starting, you know, over in China, um, and then the Shanghai Disney being there. So it looks pretty good. Um, they have not come out and said anything about them having to wear face masks, or taking temperatures or anything like that. It's just more precautionary measures within the park. Um, so it's kind of what's going on there. So you mentioned that they're putting up barricades. I'm guessing that's mm -hmm. probably to keep because if you think about it, like a huge walkway, you can't mm -hmm. see even if you put tape right. on the ground, so I feel like the barricades are probably going to be helpful with that, and I would not be surprised if we see something like that mm -hmm. um, when things start to open up here as well. Right, yeah. just so people are going in, like, one direction, um, which I know is something, you know, we're doing at our local grocery stores and whatnot, um, walking down, you know, one aisle, um, so it will be interesting to see a Disney park look like that, if that's the case, um, but I think, you know, it makes me excited. Um, to see, you know, them starting to put in some measures and starting to get things back up and going with the park. So, yeah, I would say that we're. About... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Hannah. No, no, you're good. Go yeah. ahead, Hannah. Did they talk about the rides at all? Like, how they hadn't they... talked to anything about the rides. No. Um, just being a former employee, I know that they do ride maintenance constantly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, prior, um, after park closing, right before park opening, like it's like a very lengthy process. So I'm sure that they are currently running the rides still just for maintenance, um, mm -hmm. daily maintenance checks, but um, so one, nothing one, out of the norm. One source that I had read was um, actually that any indoor rides would um, probably not be in that first wave of opening. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's just because, you know, the cl close proximity that guests would mm -hmm. have to be at. So um, you're probably looking at merchandise dining walking around um maybe shows i heard shows was probably um you know on the table for not being part of that first wave of opening i think because everyone has to be you know congregated so closely to watch a show um mm -hmm. but uh, but for sure um the article suggested that any indoor rides would not be part of the initial mm -hmm. opening. So mm -hmm. um, now for me, um, indoor rides and uh, dark, you know, theming and environments are my favorite type of rides. So um, that would be a little tough, but um, I mean, that, that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would fully expect that the, the uh, Disneyland Shanghai 
precautionary measures uh, to, you know, for guest safety it will be uh, a test and will be, uh, you know, Disney World will be in Disneyland will be noting what happens over there and sure. how they're and how they're doing it. And if, if they can improve or, or kind of take what they're doing and mimic it over here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good sign. I mean, if they're taking those kind of measures there, it hopefully means similar stuff will be coming in a, in a reasonable time to, to hear parks closer mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting too, to hear, you know, uh, they had closed down in January. I know some of the first reported cases were potentially December of 2019. Um, and so January to now April, you know, that's five months. So um, with the park shutting down in March, I don't know what that looks like, you know, for Disney world and land, but kind of giving a timeline there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Thank you, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, for that news story. And our discussion this week um, is, you know, looking into the future, looking at what's coming to Disney World, what we have to look forward to in 2020 and 2021 when the parks are open and operational. Um, in the last year or two, we've had a lot of news come out of the uh, D23 conference, a lot of news breaking about what's coming to Disney World, uh, the Epcot overhaul, the additions to Magic Kingdom. And we just, you know, piggybacking off of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Avatar Pandora before that, um, we have a lot to look forward to coming up. And so our discussion is what we are looking forward to most when uh, these things come in 2020, 2021. And so for me, um, I'm looking forward to a couple of things, but one is the Tron Light Cycle Power Run roller coaster. This is already um, in Shanghai, uh, Disneyland. And so this, uh, to my knowledge, is going to be uh, pretty much a carbon copy of the attraction they have over there. Um, And it's going to be located uh, behind Space Mountain. So if you are um, looking at Space Mountain, it'll be to the left and behind it, kind of where the gift shop is. And they've been currently, you know, working on that walkway and uh, working on the Tron coaster, getting it ready for 2021. Mm -hmm. And you can also get a really good view of the Tron construction uh, over at Fantasyland um, when you're over by the Barnstormer and the circus tent snacks um, over there. You can also see it. So it's kind of filling that area, that land area over on that side of the park. So Mm -hmm. I think personally you know, this is going to be a huge improvement for mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom. It, it seems as though the aesthetic is going to start going this way in all of Tomorrowland. Um, mm-hmm. Magic, or excuse me, Space Mountain is a great attraction. Really like it. Um, it's kind of a classic, but I do think something a little bit more modern, something um, also thrilling will definitely fill a void, you know, a little bit of a, a void in the park will also really help boost the theming of Tomorrowland. And so it already kind of matches the, the new Tomorrowland sign. And you can kind of see some of the paint th- paint features in Tomorrowland starting to look like this. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be a huge bump. Um, not a full big, you know, not a huge fan of, of roller coasters per se, but I am really excited about what this means for Tomorrowland. So have you guys yeah, seen footage I'm- of this ride before? No. No, I have not. Mm. Well, uh, Bruce and well, I also got to try out the seats of the roller coaster on our last trip, and it was pretty cool. It was yeah. really, really different. Um, very similar to Flight of Passage seating, where you're kind of like in a motorcycle type um, seats. 
um, with braces and, um, yeah, it seemed, it seemed really, really cool. And, um, I can't wait. <laughs> Bruce, you're muted. All right, thanks, guys. Um, the, the, the seating mag. Yeah, that's probably how I sound best, right? Um, <laughs> muted. Uh, the uh, the attraction, you know, the seating is a lot like flight of passage, like Elizabeth said, and it, you know, you, it's like you're on the motorcycle. Uh, and so, if you're claustrophobic, that this is going to be a little bit mm. tough, I think. Um, mm. But just check out the footage on YouTube. We'll probably put a link to that to that one of those videos in our um, comment sections below in this video, but, um, it, it, it's going to look, it looks really exciting. And I do think it is, uh, going to be a huge helpful boost to Tomorrowland. So mm -hmm. the picture that you put up there, Bruce, um, yeah. it looked like space mountain was off to the side. Yeah, actually. So that's supposed to be there. like a tunnel then like, well, this is concept covered? art from a couple of years right. ago. So, okay. um, you can kind of see in the back where the train is, um, mm -hmm. you know, when that, cause right now the train is, um, is gone since it, it's under construction, right. but, um, yeah, I don't know if that, that tunnel is going to be something that sticks around. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if that is actually the people mover. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, so, that yeah. would make sense. Okay. And then maybe that covered piece over there, they're going to start adding some of those. That would be nice in the Florida sun. Um, to have like a cover like that. So I think that's the people mover, and this over here is oh. the gift shop. Oh, okay. And then you would you would walk under here, and then over here on this side is Fantasyland. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. So, mm -hmm. All right, good, uh, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. While we're on it, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to most in 2021? So Epcot is my favorite park. Um, I loved Illuminations so much um, that um, the whole with the fire, I love the water, water show. I know some people weren't huge fans of it, um, but I really enjoyed it. It was a very um, memorable show to me. And so to see it go, I was very sad. They did bring in a show in between, which unfortunately we were not able to see. Um, we probably would have seen, but our trips were canceled because of this. Um, so they had an but, intermediate show. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, to that point, the last time we were there, we were able to see it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, um, so now this is the newest show that they're going to be having, and it's called Harmonious, and it looks pretty incredible from the concept art that they're having. Um, you know, I always look at Disney um, to have really unique um, – things um within the um within their nighttime shows and I think this one is going to be just as unique um it's going to bring um all the countries together it's also going to have your fireworks it's going to have your laser show your laser um fire like it's going to have everything that a show has and it's just going to be a really nice updated show um for 2020 so I'm looking forward to it yeah, rightfully so. Uh, Illuminations was the, the classic nighttime show, especially at mm -hmm. Epcot and how it incorporated the countries. But um, it was time for um, a fresh show. And so, mm -hmm. um, Elizabeth, you might remember the, the show that we, we saw that's a carryover or, or a mm -hmm. placeholder until Harmonious had all of the kites and then they, yes. they were drowning. Yeah. I lost my, my memory. And I remember now standing yeah. in Italy and seeing the kite like drowning in water. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that was so a very for, good show. I really liked that show and it was very sentimental. 
Um, I think a tear rolled down my eye maybe twice in that show. Like it was, it was sentimental, which, you know, at the end of a long day, you know, I think that's what Disney does so good. You know, you might've had a really fun day with your friends and family and you're joining at the end of the day and they take this nighttime show and it just like gives you a boost of adrenaline. Um, so definitely, um, looking forward to this show for, for that aspect. Yeah. And part of the description is that it's supposed to have a lot of our favorite classic music, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. something that Illuminations did not have. And, and mm-hmm. people are kind of, um, the verdict on this being having such uh, a heavy presence of Disney music is actually kind of, um, but you know, the, the fans are bifurcated on this opinion. A lot of fans preferred the nighttime show at Epcot to not have any, Disney animated music or, or that and just kept it kind of the, the cultural type music that, that originally was. And then mm-hmm. there's always Disney fans who want to see more, you know, music from Milan and, uh, and right. everything else. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see how they tie in um, classic, you know, movie music with the vibe that mm-hmm. uh, World Showcase Lagoon and World Showcase kind of gives off because right now I'm having a hard time imagining what that's going to feel like as you're standing in Germany and Italy and Japan and all these great countries and these pavilions. But then instead of like the great cultural music that's always playing, now it's going to be Aladdin and, and Milan and Moana. I think, so we'll, well, I think there's two different types of like Epcot people. There's the Epcot people that want to bring in the Frozen into Norway, the Mulan into China, the Alice in Wonderland into, you know, England, like bringing all of those classic Disney characters into the countries. But then there's people that really just like the cultural part of Epcot and having like, you know, the authenticity and of the country being there. And then maybe a little hint of, you know, some Disney aspects. Um, So I can see maybe to your point that people will be upset with this show because of that. Um, and it's not going to maybe have the, the, like the illuminations feel to it, but I'm more in the camp of let's bring in all of the uh, Disney princesses and, you know, really show these countries, um, in from a Disney perspective. So, yeah. Uh, to kind of go off of that, and a question along with that is, with all the construction that they're doing in Epcot right now, are they trying to bring in more of the Disney influence and the princesses and the the characters into the countries, like, mm-hmm. overall? Could that be part yeah. of introducing the music into the show this way? Yeah. Yeah, so Epcot has the Epcot experience, um, which showed us, you know, everything that's going to be happening for the 50th anniversary. And um, you saw a lot of the, you saw Mary Poppins, you saw Moana, you saw um, a lot of aspects of Disney um, coming into Epcot. So um, I never think that they're going to go into the direction of Magic Kingdom in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that they're going to be bringing in a lot more of the Disney characters. Right. And we're also getting um, Ratatouille, uh, Remy's mm-hmm. Adventure, and the France Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Mary Poppins in England, as Elizabeth said. So we're definitely getting a little bit more influence in World Showcase. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, uh, Disney always does it right. So, um, yeah. you know, I think Frozen Ever After in Norway is a fun attraction. And at first it was like, oh, no. Um, but 
it, it, it's been a value add to the Norway pavilion. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I would imagine these are going to be similar. So, mm -hmm. all right. So, yeah. All right, Elizabeth, that, that's a good mm -hmm. one. We're looking forward to that too. Hannah, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to the addition of, um, the Guardians Cosmic Rewind. So there's already a Guardians ride out in California, and that's Mission Breakout. And this is not going to be the exact same ride, from my understanding. Um, so I think it's going to be fun to for them to to kind of be shaking things up a little bit. But I love Guardians the movie. Cosmic Rewind makes me think, you know, like rewind to the the classic music from the movie. I think it's going to be really fun to see them pull all of that in. And um, it's a roller coaster and the cars are going to rotate in 360 degrees and spin around and you're mm. going to get shot off backwards. So you're going to be flying all around. It's going to feel, I'm sure, quite like this scene that they have pictured here um, from the movie. So um, maybe like you're, you're jumping through the, the different zones like they do in the movie. So I am super excited for them to be bringing the Guardians into Disney World instead of just having them out in Disneyland. Gives me hope that the Avengers campus will be soon to follow after. So I'm <laughs> super excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw a pretty good um, behind the scenes, if you would, of this ride when I did the uh, princess half marathon. Mm -hmm. And um, it, I mean, it looks really cool. Um, from just the construction of it, it looks like it's going to be a really fun ride. So I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll ask Elizabeth specifically, how do you feel about yet another IP coming to Epcot? I'm okay with it. Okay. I mean, we, we, we discussed in the last, uh, in the last one, but uh, with her. And I know that this you know, is like mission, you have mission space there. You have test track. Like those are nothing to do with Disney. Those are just original Epcots, right? Like original Epcot rides. And that's great. I absolutely love that. Um, but in the back of my mind, you know, I think like, ooh, what if Test Track turned into something like Cars? That'd be really cool. What if Mission Space turned into something like Guardians? Like, that's my personality with Disney. You're giving me I heart palpitations. <laughs> but like, that's what I love. So I, I'm like, let's go all in for it. Let's, you know, let's bring all the IPs in and, um, and convert it all. I know a lot of people have opinions about that, though. So. <laughs> Yeah, that could probably be another show. As much as as much as I like it, it does make me a little bit nervous because um, of how it fits in. But you know, people also said the same thing. Not me, but people did say the same thing about Pandora over at Animal Kingdom. About hey, how mm -hmm. does this IP fit into the park? But Disney planned it so well about you know conservation and protecting the environment, and they made this story about the the bad mining practices that were taking place mm -hmm. on Pandora. So um, I'm mm -hmm. sure Guardians will fit in. Um, and for those of you who don't know, this attraction is taking the spot of Ellen's, um, Energy. universe of, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, so universe of energy and, mm -hmm. uh, w which was a fun attraction, but it was definitely dated. So this will be an, a nice upgrade, um, to kind of accompany Soren and test track. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. All right, Jake, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, so uh, I think anyone who knows me can probably guess this, but uh, mine is definitely going to be the uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which is the immersive, uh, well, like hotel experience and everything. You go in, you stay on this uh, this Star Cruiser, and uh, you're basically in the Star Wars universe while you're there. Uh, mm -hmm. 
we, we know Disney is amazing at those immersive experiences and stuff. And uh, this one's supposed to take it up to the next level. So for any Star Wars fan, uh, I think this is something that you've really got to be looking forward to. Like this is, this is going to be really, really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, being a newer Star Wars fan, I'm excited to see it just to be in that world. Um, some of the things that I've been seeing with like going up into space and it just seems like they're going to, and like Bruce has said, like Disney does it right. So they're definitely going to do this right. And it's going to be an incredible, that's going to be an experience in itself. You won't even need to go to the parks after um, well, going to the hotel. Actually, Elizabeth, yeah, to, to that point, it, it actually is an experience. And you're not going to be able just to walk into this hotel and check it out. So this is going right. to be set up like a cruise experience where you're there for um, a, a, you know, a number of nights that are set. And they will transport you to Galaxy's Edge, um, like in a spaceship or, or you know, or, or some other vehicle. And you're you're going back and forth, and you actually have like a storyline or or things to do at the resort, the Star Cruiser. So um, this is this is you know nerd level 100. You're living this Star Wars experience, and the hotel and the resort is the attraction. And, um, you know, from everything that we're hearing, the, the price will reflect mm. the, the immersive experience that you're supposed to have here. <laughs> so we're talking, um, you know, other than the, the bungalows over um, at the Polynesian, probably the most expensive uh, place to stay on property. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see when, when that breaks and when that opens. But, but hey, um, it's, it's worth it to, to yeah. go to <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's not just a hotel. Like you're, you are being transported onto the Star Cruiser uh, Halcyon. I think it's called. You go to Planet Batu, which is where uh, the uh, the attraction is and everything. So you are in the universe. Like that's that's every Star Wars fan's dream, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like I spent more time in my head in the Star Wars universe than I did in real life. So like. I, <laughs> To, to actually make that happen so uh, i'm wondering if there is the opportunity or if they'll allow guests to dress up so yeah, like i haven't right. heard but i i would imagine either they have stuff there for you or stuff to buy um obviously people, people will do it on their own if it's not uh, <laughs> if it's permitted yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um did they like release details is it gonna be like more the Clone Wars era? Is it going to be more the Empire era? Have they released anything about that? I mean, I saw some stor- what looked like stormtroopers um, in the picture, so I'm assuming it's going to be more of the... Well, the stormtroopers in the picture, I believe, are First Order stormtroopers. Okay. And mm-hmm. since you're transported to the, the Rise of the Resistance and, and stuff like that, I think, uh, I'm going to assume it's sequel trilogy era. Okay. Yeah, focused around yeah. that. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of cool uh, Easter eggs and stuff to to other eras. You know, since that one takes place mm-hmm. after the uh, original and prequel trilogies, you can probably get some cool, cool little flashbacks in there and stuff like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. and you guys will notice that up here in the corner, like I don't think, from what I know, that this hotel is going to have windows. And so everything's going to be like a screen. I, and I don't know, I think that would be kind of a unique experience in itself, not being able to look outside. Because I even the, you know, the windows in the rooms, I think are going to be screens of space as if you're looking out, you know, your Star Cruiser. 
And so, um, Ooh, I th it, it, it it'd be a very interesting experience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the, the Disney Co and the, uh, no team going down there and checking this thing out. So definitely yeah, crazy. Gonna, yeah. But, um, I think it's cool that Disney is going to be kind of one of the first ones to do a hotel like this, because I I'm sure there are hotels in the world that have a very immersive experience. Um, but it's cool that Disney, you know, it's going to be in Florida and it's going to be here. Um, and this is going to be like the first one and it's cool that they're doing a star Wars theme. Um, I think it's just going to set it up to, you know, I think people are going to love it and they're going to spend the money on it because like Jake said, like he daydreamed about star Wars, you know, more than reality and people want to escape from reality, especially right now. And so, you know, going into a hotel, that is your theme of your favorite thing. I think that, and really immersive in it. Um, I think that's going to be phenomenal. And if, yeah. um, if this does well, I think it'll be really interesting to see Universal's response. Hannah, yeah, that's yeah. where I was going. Uh, how like, long until we get to stay in Hogwarts? Hogwarts. I mean, they could set up like the Leaky Cauldron, and you could rent rooms out of the Leaky Cauldron. Like they could yeah. do so you in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Well, can you imagine uh, being able to have dinner like in the Great Hall, and then going up no. to your chamber? Like that would be. That would be superb. You imagine, like, and you could be sorted into a house. Yeah, like you get yeah. there and they're like, all right, time to sort the fam. Like, what? That would be incredible. Yeah. yeah. That oh would gosh. be, yeah. Hannah, I didn't mean to, to interject <laughs> there, but my mind was going to the same spot. So when you said that, I was excited that someone else was thinking, uh, thinking yep. of that too. Great minds yeah. think alike. That, I, that, that was be... the first thing that popped into my head was like, after this is released, how is Universal going to counter it? Mm -hmm. yeah. especially which because, they typically do yeah i actually Usually. saw one disney news source posted that universal is um plotting a gondola system so i don't know the validity <laughs> of that i just saw one of the disney news sources had posted that so um you know that you know that that would come on the heels of uh, Disney's Skyliner, so mm -hmm. which is uh, a lot of fun um, and you know fairly efficient for um, well, <laughs> Elizabeth's not a fan of heights, so <laughs> that, was yeah. a, that was a fun. Experience, I don't know if but. fun is a <laughs> word to use when you're floating forty feet up in the air on a wire. <laughs> hey, when they're not broken down, it's it, it's pretty it's, fun experience. It's real fun. <laughs> So, all right, excellent, Jake. Well, I'm looking forward to the Star Cruiser too. So, um, that's great. I do want to uh, mention an honorable mention that didn't make the list, but I'm really looking forward to Space 220, the restaurant coming to Epcot that's supposed to take place uh, 220 miles in the sky, and you're supposed to take like this elevator ride up to the the restaurant. In fact, the photo is what the uh, first photo of tonight's show is, and you take. You know, you take this uh, mechanism up to the restaurant, miles in the sky, and the same thing about the Star Cruisers, the windows are going to be panoramic of space, um, and supposedly there's going to be space-themed, you know, utensils and, and plates and, and food and stuff like that, so um, I'm really looking forward to that. It, it's Being in space is... It's such a great concept, and uh, to pair it with some of the other attractions over at Epcot, um, being in Epcot, it, it, I think it's going to be a great addition. So I'm really looking forward to that. And where's that, that going? Over there by uh, Mission Space. 
Okay. Uh, well, that's cool with Guardians well. over there. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be really cool. Especially since, you know, the other side living with the land has um, like Nemo and Friends, but then it has the Coral Reef restaurant. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool to, you know, get people into those. Because I know that the country restaurants are super popular. Um, and I know Coral Reef is a popular restaurant. Um, but to have like another option of food there is going to be helpful. Well, and there's something like you can always just go out to dinner, but to have mm-hmm. like immersive dining. So like when you're in mm-hmm. World Showcase, it's immersive to that country. But like mm-hmm. stuff about Disney and Universal, but you know, that Disney does so well is these themed restaurants or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and so that to have a dining experience where you're supposed to like travel in space too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're done, travel back down to earth. I think it that, that's just, that's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope it, mm-hmm. I hope it's done right. And I look forward to uh, definitely checking that out when that opens. Just Absolutely. It'll make everyone eat dehydrated astronaut food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what I was wondering. Can you get like, astronaut you ice ask cream? Like, <laughs> astronaut ice cream. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that would be good. So, all right. Does anyone else have uh, anything to add before we wrap up? Nope. All right. Well, excellent. So if you are watching or listening, please uh, leave a comment down in the comment section below. Let us know what you are looking forward to in 2020, 2021. Um, and uh, give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel, Disney Co. in the know. Jay, Cannon, and Elizabeth are writing articles on, on our blog at www.407andbeyond.com. Visit our vacation site to book your next Disney Universal trip at www.407vacations.com. Follow us on Facebook and join our Facebook group, Disney Co. in the Know, to join in on the conversation and have fun. So, guys, until next time, thanks for a good podcast. I look forward to seeing you guys in episode 11. So, stay safe. All right, guys, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. See ya.